0: Right. Talk Recorded live. Right. Again, this is the House of David Bible Study weekly Bible study here, and we're going over First Samuel chapter thirteen as we're going through uh, the book of First Samuel chapter by chapter. Now, as Sister um, Michelle mentioned, it is very short compared to the other chapters, but it has a lot in it. And um we're gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and read through it, being that it is a short one. I'll read through it, give everybody the background of it, and then we can we, we can go from there, okay? And have our discussion about what the Bible study is all about in this chapter and what we all got from it. Alright? Everyone everyone good? Yes sir. Alright, amen. Everyone can hear me okay? All right. All right. Just want to make sure before I start reading, everyone has me to repeat.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. Saul reigned one year. And when he had reigned two years over Israel, Saul chose him 3,000 men of Israel, whereof 2,000 were with Saul in Michmash and in Mount Bethel. And a thousand were with Jonathan in Gibeah of Benjamin. And the rest of the people, he sent every man to his tent. And Jonathan smote the garrison of the Philistines that was in Gibeah. And the Philistines heard of it. And Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. And all of Israel heard say that Saul had smiting a garrison of the Philistines and that Israel also was had an abomination with the Philistines meaning that someone was you know in cahoots with the Philistines over were doing crazy stuff and the people were called together after Saul to Gilgal and the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen and people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitudes. So that's a lot of foot soldiers. And they came up and pitched in Michmash eastward from Beth-Avon. When the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait where the people were distressed, then the people did hide themselves in caves, in, in the thickets, and in rocks, and in high places, and in pits. And some of the Hebrews went over to Jordan, uh, to to Jordan, to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. And he tarried seven days. It's a long time to tarry, according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring hither a burnt offering to me, and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering, and it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of the offering, the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him, that he might salute him. And Samuel said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that they came not within the day, and that you came not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Michmash, therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. I forced myself, very important therefore, and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said, Saul, thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he had commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man, After his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be a captain over his people. Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee, and Samuel arose and got him up from Gilgal unto Gibeah of Benjamin. And Saul numbered the people that were present with him about 600 men. And Saul and Jonathan his son and the people that were present with them abode in Gibeah of Benjamin, but the Philistines encamped in Michmash. And the spoilers came out of the camp of the Philistines in three companies. One company turned unto the way that leadeth to Ophrah, unto the land of Swal, And another company turned the way to Beth-Horon, and another company turned to the way of the border that looketh to the valley of Zebion towards the wilderness. Now there was no smite found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, Lest the Hebrews make them swords or spears, but all the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen every man his share, and his culture, and his axe and his mattock. Yet they had a vow for the mattocks, and for the cultures, and for the forks, and for the axes, and for the and and to sharpen the goads. So it came to pass in the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any other people that were with Saul and Jonathan, but with Saul and Jonathan, his son was there found. So there are only two that had a sword. And the garrison of the Philistines went out to the passage of Michmash, all right, that's the just of that that um, that chapter. Like I said, it's small, but it's a lot.
2: hmm uh-huh.
0: Because we're talking about now. You got to remember the Philistines. These people liked the war because they were not, they were good at it because they were able to make swords and all this other stuff real easy. They were they were good uh, craftsmen when it came to ironworks. But they made sure that there was no iron work for the the Israelites to have. When they fought up against them, made the war kinda easy for them. When y'all you got bow and arrows and axes and pitchforks, it's like you're a bunch of farmers going to war. Right? <laughs> so but there's a lot in here when you talk about not only disobedience that Saul did, but you talk about faith. You understand? He went to do a thing that he thought was right, just as God's word is He went to do a thing that he thought was right, because he's fighting like, and he knows it, because in, in their time, during his time, it was custom to give offerings and sacrifices to God, and and to praise God and to worship God before you went to battle. That was a must for the Israelites. They always did this. So Samuel told Saul to wait for him. And because Samuel, remember, not only is the prophet, but he's the high priest. This duty is held to the high priest to do this. So now Samuel is out of order trying to do his thing to make everything right. But it's still wrong. You understand? We always, sometimes we jump to conclusions knowing that a thing should be done, but should we be the person doing that thing? You understand? So he 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 was disobedient in that, and his faith lacked because he was afraid that if this wasn't done, that God wasn't going to be there for them. He lacked a little faith there, and he just couldn't wait. And you notice it says as soon as he was done with that offering, Samuel showed up. Okay, Samuel told you to tarry for seven days. I will be there in seven days. The day wasn't done. The day was not done. You can't expect somebody to say they're going to be there in seven days. They didn't give you a specific time, but they just said seven days. You expect at the crack of dawn, if he ain't there, oh, well, we got to do what we got to do. That's not the way it works. So God punishes him for this because... Not only are you disobedient to what I told you to do, I told you to tarry for seven days. You disregarded that. Not only that, you lack faith in me. Not in Samuel, because Samuel is not the one that, that gives you the faith. That's not who you have your faith in. The faith is supposed to be in God. You're just supposed to, whenever God has Samuel to arrive, that's when Samuel's supposed to arrive. Not a minute earlier or a minute later. So it's a lot in this chapter dealing with just this, this the disobedience and the faith yes. and that same thing that we all go through to this very day. Yeah, not waiting or trying to do something that is outside of our own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You understand when when we're called to do a thing, God called me to be a pastor. He didn't call me to be. A prophet, as of yet, right? So how can I go into a, in the office of a prophet and try to be a prophet if God didn't call me to right. do it? Right. So we're trying. We're, 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 we're trying to usurp the the, the the system. God has a system in place. He appointed Saul to be king. That's yeah. what I need to do. I mm-hmm. need you to be the man in war, and lead the country in the way it should be led. Lead the sacrificing and the prophesying to the man who I appointed. You can't do everything. If that was was the case, why did God make so many people? If I only need one person to do everything, why do I need everybody else? So, I'll open up the floor, because I want you guys to be involved here anyone go right ahead
3: well i think that i mean it's it's kind of hard on one view because we're constantly thinking of ourselves in a human way so you know when we look at situations you know we look at it in a human light that like say for instance to give another example um, if a certain bill is due and you don't have the money to cover that bill And it says in 10 days, your lights are going to be off. And you don't have the money and you're waiting on God because the Lord has said, okay, wait, I'm going to give, you know, don't worry about it. I got you, you know, it's going to be covered. Then you get another notice. In five days, your lights are going to be off. But you're still waiting on God, you know, to do what he said he's going to do to cover this bill. You know you ain't got no money,
2: mm-hmm. whatever.
3: And then, you know, the day before that the lights about to get cut off, you say, you know what? I can call, you know, my cousin or my sister or somebody like that to come and pay this bill, you know, and get it done. That must be, you know, what God wants me to do, you know, to get this, get this thing paid. And then you go off and go try to find somebody to go ahead and pay the bill. But God has told you to wait on him. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we will try to help God. (laughs) 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 I know it it sounds simple, but it really is true. Sometimes we'll try to help God. Oh, true. You know, uh, bless us or help God take care of the situation, and you know, it really just—it really just—it's—it's hard for us to comprehend because we're, you know, constantly thinking on a human experience, and when it comes to the things of the spirit, you know, it's completely and utterly faith. You know. And and then
2: somebody
4: else has some. Okay. So, so on on that note, right? So are, so you're saying, you know, like some of us try to help God, right? Along with with whatever it may be. Mm. How 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 do you determine when when you're doing that? I mean, you know, for some, you know, that that's their nature is to to always help. Maybe that mm-hmm. that's part of their gift. You know, so, so you know, what to step back and say, okay, you know what, I, I want to be with God. I, I'm not going to interfere. I'm not going to, you know, it, 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 it's hard sometimes for, for, I'm sure, many people mm-hmm. to distinguish that, okay, if in God's And I'm sorry, I called in late, but I don't know where we're at. I just I just <laughs> thought, you know, heard that last part of it. So I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. It's a week because I know a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that that's what they do. They like to give. They like to help. So if, if we're putting it in God's hands, how do we know we're going to step back? You know what I mean? To say, okay, if, if, if it's in God's hands, it's not up to us. If, if it's it, if that person's nature to do so. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah. I don't even know what
5: to do. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> so I know
6: where you're coming from. Okay. Oh, wow. coming so one of the things that, for me, one of my gifts is giving. It, it just seems like within the family, you know, we're always put in a position to help somebody. But in um, learning how to use that gift, the first thing that you need to learn how to do is how to, I would say, listen to God. You need to know his voice. You need to wait on him, especially because especially people know that you are a giver, and you like to help, and when the first time they get in trouble, you're the first one they're going to call because they're going to be. Mm -hmm. So as a giver, as I am, um, when someone comes and asks me for help, the very first thing I need to do is say, God, do you want me to help this person? Is it? My task to help this person, or is it my task to say no? Because I don't want this person put me in the position where they're making me their god, versus going directly to God and asking them for themselves. So you really need to, if you are the giver of whatever gift you have, whether you're a prophet, or preacher, or whatever, you first response always is to ask God what you want me to do and wait and really wait for your answer because this chapter is really talking about not only um, your patience and doing exactly what God asks you to do, but um, listening, and that's something as humans, we have sometimes a hard thing to do, having patience and listening and being obedient. Because one of the things that, you know, I mean, it makes me think of that one prayer where uh, you're talking about um, allowing things that you don't have control over, you know, allowing God to do what he's going to do. You know, help me to understand the things that I can't control or are out of my hands. Don't so this um, serenity. really, this, play, this chapter is really talking about patience and listening and hmm.
2: Yeah. Right. And, and so we
4: left the what chapter are we on? Okay. Oh, I normally get a, I normally get a reminder. Oh uh, you're so, so, so I I again I'm sorry. No, it was kind of I was making dinner and I was like all of a sudden I just happened to look at my phone and it said Miss Paul. So I'm trying to play catch up. So oh okay.
0: Wait. All we're right, right, we, we uh-huh. we're on first
2: okay,
0: first Samuel chapter thirteen. First Samuel chapter thirteen. Right. And now you gotta remember, like a lot of people like to help. A lot of people like to give. Yeah. Okay. Now you gotta think of your your very personal self. This in this, in this in this setting, think of yourself because a lot of things can happen. As Tina mentioned earlier, you can people can start to think of you as some kind of savior for them. they always coming to you, or you can get into your head. That you're doing this all on your own. Okay? It's going to come a time where you're so helpful that when people come to you and you don't even have it, you're going to try to make it
2: happen.
0: Try to make it happen anyway. That's when you know it's all you. God ain't in it. Because you're trying to to do the work of God, the work that God has already sent someone to do. Saul is doing the work of the high priest. God was already sending Samuel to do that. That war wasn't going to start until Samuel needed to do what he was going to do. The the Philistines were there for seven days. They have not moved a muscle to even advance towards them, not one bit. God had that all under control. But look what happens when you put yourself out of order. Now, that Back in, uh, in in Genesis, Jacob had a prophecy that he told one of his children when he blessed them all, when he was sending them out. He said that the nation of Israel will be ruled by a lineage out of Judah. Okay? Now, here's the thing. God was willing to give that prophecy to the house of Benjamin. But what happened? In verse 13, And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment that the Lord our God had given thee, which he commanded you. For now with the Lord have established the kingdom upon Israel forever. He was going to give it to him. So you see what happens? When you go do things yourself, instead of doing exactly what God needs to be be done, you take your blessing and you snatch it away from yourself.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: God is ready to bless you with something. All you got to do is hold fast. Do as you're told. Do as God instructs you to do. You can't always do everything, like we said earlier. You just have to allow God to put the pieces in a place and let the dominoes fall where they may.
3: And and it's it's really important about the part where you're saying you're listening to the voice of God. That's ultimately the the finality of it is, is God wants to know, are you gonna be obedient to the Spirit of God? You know, back then in this time they had to be obedient to, to, to hear what the prophet had to say. Now we're living in a time where we have the Holy Spirit inside of us and the Holy Spirit is guiding you. He is, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is the one that, you know, ministers to you, to gives you direction and wants to know, are you going to listen to the Spirit of God or are yeah. you going to go ahead and do what you want to do? So it's important to understand um, the severity of that. It is, uh, it's, crucial. It's it's vitally important. It's of so much importance that God is saying and giving that demonstration. If I can't trust you with it, then I have to trust somebody else. Right.
6: Mm-hmm. Like
3: what we're going to do here and the things, the movements that need to be made,
0: see, a of
3: I need a man of faith.
0: That's why mm-hmm. I said a man that's after my own heart. Right. And the, the most important thing yeah. is that the thing you asked was how do you know? And here's the thing. Samuel told Saul, thou has done foolishly. Why did he say this? Mm-hmm. Saul knew better. Right. He knew what should be done and who should be doing it. Mm-hmm. He knew better. And he went ahead and did a thing anyway. Right. So you can't always just be the first one to jump up. Because as soon as you, someone says, hey, I need $200. I and... You go coming out your wallet with two hundred dollars that even got even blinking, yeah. right? God probably had that taken care of by some other means, mm-hmm. or sometimes God is working with some people, and that two hundred dollars they may not should have should have never had received. Right. Sometimes God needs to deal us with with sometimes He needs to deal with us sometimes, and sometimes we have to go through some stuff. Yes. <laughs> But when you, when you roadblock God into doing things, when God is trying to teach his child a lesson, and here comes, you know, the, the, the budding parent trying to help out when the other parent is trying to discipline, you, 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 you cause a lack in that child. And God is saying, this child is forever going to be in lack if you don't allow me to deal with him. Or her, you understand? You can't come to the rescue of everyone. Yeah, unfortunately, we want to do as much as we can, but we still have to allow God to do the chastising. You understand? And
4: and and I know what you're saying because just recently, and I want to I want to share. I haven't really said anything about this. So I mean, some already knows. My brother was was homeless at one point. So I got a phone call. And he was, of course, you know, all my sisters so always going to reach out to me and asking for help, right? And he reached out to, to many of my family members. Well, of course, I'm, you know, trying to find out all kinds of ways, like you said, to help him, right? So, one night I get this, you know, this, this IM or this message through Facebook, and and it, it's three or four. It was four of my cousins. They decided that, that you know what, it's about time instead of. You know, my brother was always asking, asking, asking for help, but never really did anything to, to, to him, he do anything about it. So my cousins took it upon themselves, so like let's have a, a chat and, and determine. Okay, so are we going to continue to do this and to help him, or are we going to, you know, what they call self-love? And so long short, you know, to make it a little shorter, my, we told my brother basically what needed what needed to be done. What you know what we can and cannot do. And my brother has, has done a complete turnaround. He, he found himself a job. He's actually, and now he's he, he's turned himself to God. So that makes me mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. Amen. So so you know uh, you know like you said, it's like I, I wanted so much to help him, but my cousins sort of interfered and said, okay, you know, it is your job as, as, as his as as you know as a family member, but you need to we need to set back and let things fall. And you know, like I said, and now my brother is is you know he, he he's turned to God, mm-hmm. and and was much better. So you know, if both of them homeless, you know and that was my greatest fear was that he was going to be homeless again, and I didn't want that to happen. And if it wasn't for my cousins, I, I don't know if you know because we all we all talk to God. So I don't know if it would just something that happened or, or you know, it, it, it was God's will, I don't know. It was, was God's so,
2: will.
4: Yeah, but, but you know, hear me because, you know, I, I, I like to help. I'm always, I'm always, you know, willing to help. I would help every person that I could, you know, but that, that, that's not possible. Right. So, you know, just... Just as the, the, the how my brother has come along, you know, in, in, in that now, not only does he have a job and he's able to provide, he now has, now he now turns to God. Amen. So I don't know if it was the, the, the so-called tough love that made him sit back and just say, oh, okay, I need to reevaluate. I, I need to know, I need to, to, to just have deep thought into what needs to be done.
0: But uh, that's so, it. The the, anyway, the the tough the tough,
5: I'm, love, I'm
0: happy for my the, the tough love was uh, a a a a message sent through God because God was already working the situation out he's already had' worked it out he just needed to move you guys out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's
4: weird, weird because you know we're talking about this and it didn't it didn't dawn on me until uh, until tonight and I'm thinking you know because that call came out of nowhere you know all of a sudden in and it was just my whole family getting together and just saying, "Step back, don't, you know, don't put yourself mm-hmm. out of out, uh, uh, whatever to help your brother. He needs to find his way." And 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 I'm glad that they called, and I'm glad that I I listened because you know what, he has found his way.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So, God be yeah. glory.
4: Yeah. I'm glad I called in tonight because it's like it, it just it made me look at this you know his, his situation in a whole in a whole different way.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. Man, is there
3: anybody on the phone who wanted to Amen.
2: add?
0: Oh. oh, anyone else? Uh, Nadine, uh, system, uh, Michelle. I see. I can go ahead. <laughs> it's dark. Nadine? It's dark, so I can barely see. Oh, it's not, Nadine or me? No, I, no. Nadine's hand. I, she, she, the, the room is dark. Oh, you uh, can't see me? No. Oh, well, that's good. I
5: thought I was eating, so I'm
0: glad you
4: couldn't
0: see me. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: You see no? Oh, you can see Well, wall
4: barely see it
0: That's better. Give it a little light. Like. All right, you had a comment there, sister? I would
5: is it light up more?
0: Yes, yes, it's better. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, um I, that that's just to pick it on again, the Holy Spirit, which is the moving power of God, if if we are and just um if we are in tune and in relationship then that's how we are going to really get someone pointing that out to us so We're really going to get the L shape to function because um, otherwise it's chaos and self and everything else because pretty much it's the only spirit that is going to be our helper and we're going to be able to um,
1: follow our direction
5: so that we're not moving out of or out of an area of filling something. Because even though it is like our gifting and what we so dearly want to do, part of was mentioning it too as well, God loves these people more than we can ever do. And God has them. But sometimes what we do out of our own desire and whatever is feeding for us, because mm-hmm. sometimes we believe that if we save that one person, we can save ourselves. Mm-hmm. Or save the 5,000 that we couldn't save before. Right. So we make it kind of like this mission in saving that one and thinking that we can save ourselves or save the others that we thought we dropped the ball on. Mm-hmm. So we really need to just dial back. And and it's, uh, Tina said it too. It is a process of learning to really Hear the Holy Spirit and knows the character of the Holy Spirit and see how the Holy Spirit is working because that's the help that God sent us. And that's who God is using to do the greater that he explains to his disciples. Don't you dare move until the Holy Spirit comes and he will give you the power. So he is the one that is here to complete the final work of Christ, of Jesus, the Lord, our mm-hmm. Father. And that's who we really need to partner mm-hmm. with, or
2: else it could just be about a gifting, moving, and gifting, don't break the yoke, it's mm-hmm. the anointing that the Holy Spirit gives, mm-hmm. that going to be able to break yoke
5: and set captives free. because all we're going to do is just like the world, with a father, talented people, and gifted people do him, but as Nina said, your brother will go back to the same thing because all it was was a gift. So it gets used out. Yep. But when he gets saved and he no repents and repents don't only mean on a salvation term. It means turning from the way that you were going. Then it simply means that no, you can My, my son
6: just caught me, but ended.
2: <laughs> 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 what
6: is it?
0: Amen, amen. <laughs> great point, great point. Anyone else uh, got anything to add to the uh, Sam uh, Saul uh, out of order? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just
4: um, just to add a little piece here. I'm just thinking that uh, um, even though
5: he the Holy Spirit and, you know
4: and he knew
5: that the Holy Spirit is with him because remember that this was the same man who won a war before yeah. like not so long ago so he knew exactly what God can do but um, the verse that says um, when the men of Israel thought that they were in a strait I think it was also fair yeah. that he acted. Because I'm um, looking at the word straight, it means narrow and overcrowded mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking that his human being stepped in to himself, right? So you are looking at, okay, I'm in the middle here, they are like here, and I'm just in the middle right here they, it's like the Holy Spirit has blinded them. They can't even see me. But because I'm not looking on that spiritual side, I'm just looking on the fear of self about what is going to happen, what I think is going to happen. I don't even realize that even though I am just in the middle, they're not even seeing me to attack me. So I think he did it out of fear. So it's like, he think he was on crunch time because yes, it was the seventh day but he didn't get an Hour. He didn't get a yeah. yeah. So he's just thinking that, listen, this is the seventh day. This is daylight. And he says he's going to be here on the seventh day. Today is the seventh day. He's not coming. I'm not seeing him. But I think that God was also trying to teach him a lesson yeah. in patience because yeah. as, a, as a leader, he's going to have to have a lot of patience. Because yeah. when,
2: mm-hmm.
5: he, when he gets Things and he's especially when he's gonna to go to war, he has to analyze the situation. He has to intercept. Sorry, <coughs> sorry. Whatever he gets in, he has to take it to the drawing board, stick it onto the holy spirit. So his fear is that he, <coughs> I'm sorry. He was fearful because he did not talk of God. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, I didn't talk to God. Of, or what I'm supposed to do, and maybe he was reflecting on the why he fought before and how he had gone to the field and spoken to God and how God showed up and showed him, you know, revealed whatever was to be done.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: So in this time, he didn't do it, so he was fearful of Okay, I didn't talk to God, so I am going to be defeated. So, not that the sacrifice was not supposed to be done, but right. it was not supposed to be done by him at that time. Yeah. So, the order in which he did it is wrong, and how he did it is wrong. But it was supposed to be done, but it was not
1: his assignment. Amen. Yeah.
2: Just
0: like God's word yeah. I say, right? Do it in decency and in order, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we got to have, and anytime we're dealing with God, we got to be in, we got to be decent about it, and we got to be in order. You can't be out of order and be disobedient to, to and when you oh. when you work. Even Christ knew a time. He didn't say, "Okay, world, I'm here. I, I I I I I love you all. I'm I'm going to the cross now." He didn't just go to the cross. Right? It was a process. He had to wait. He had to wait 30-something years for it to happen. And then, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he didn't want to die. No, he, he knew he had to die. But every time, if you read through the scriptures, they would come out to him, he would go to the next town. He would literally run away, not in fear, but he knew the appointed time has not come. Mm-hmm. Come on. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we as a people, as Christians, as followers of Christ, we have to know set appointed times. When God has something for us, we just got to do as the word says. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up on e- uh, wings of eagles, meaning God has you covered. He will strengthen you if you just hold on. If, you're, if you can endure through that faith right now, that faith is going to grow stronger for the next for the next task. So if you if, if you fail this task and you try to go into the next task and you haven't even passed the last one, you're not even ready for the next task. You're gonna fail it too. That's mm. like Christ in the, in, in, in his in his fast for forty days uh-huh. and forty nights. If he fails, if he falls victim to Satan's you know temptations, temptations mm-hmm. how can uh-huh. he go to the cross? He would fail. Yeah. He was like, you know what? Remember when he was in Garden of Gethsemane, he said, let this cup pass from me. If he had failed in the desert, at that moment yeah. in time, he more than likely was like, "No, you know what? I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, I'm not doing it. They, no, they, they got to fend for themselves. But he knew. Mm-hmm. He already passed the test, so his faith was already in the flesh. Now, we know Christ already had his faith. But I'm saying as a fleshy man, he, he had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He had to say, Okay, now my faith is strengthening me because I passed the test. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? I can't go on to the next obstacle until I pass this one. That's right. Because you're going to do nothing but fail once over and once over again, over and over again. Mm -hmm. When you pass these tests, when you have the patience to wait on the Lord, he does nothing but strengthen you for the next task at hand building bridge to, of your life. Everything that you go through strengthens you for the next thing that's coming. Oh. It's coming. Oh. There's no if ands buts about it. Life goes into the desert. His Crucifixion oh. is coming. No matter what, it's coming. He has oh. to get ready for it. Oh. We have Jesus. to get ready for it. Oh. That's the only yeah. way we can do it. But we have to do it in decency and order, knowing we're at the appointed time and knowing mm-hmm. we need to move and when we need to be still. Yes. Knowing when we need to listen to God and when we need to go and ask him a question or, or ask for some favor. Because every time we go into prayer, it ain't always asking for something. When you go into prayers, sometimes you need to listen. Yes. Let God speak. Like I say, when you are talking to somebody, it's, it's not always a, a one-way street. A conversation means it's two or more people, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So how can you have a conversation with God when you're always talking? Mm-hmm.
2: I'm done. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs>
4: but I think I think that's what I think that that's the hardest thing is is you
2: know,
4: mm-hmm. as important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, and that, I think that's where a lot of people they they don't. I I think people listen, but they don't really listen. Does that make sense? It's like okay. they listen, and but they're not hearing. Mm-hmm. That that's like two two mm-hmm. different. You know, so yeah.
1: yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're, you're
3: right. Yeah, you're right because it takes it, it. You're you're pushing past so many layers of yourself mm-hmm. to get into that secret place of God. That's the reason why we 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 know that you know the Bible shows us the levels. You know of the tabernacle. You know there are levels. You know, and everything to to get deeper. Even like when you, I'll, I'll simplify it and say like when you play video games, you know you, you can you can defeat one level, but here goes another opponent. Okay, now I I gotta defeat that level, and it's like fifty levels before you get to the master. You know what I mean? And and then you're able to you know become you know win the whole game. But there's so many different levels of yourself. You know, even in even. When it it comes to the point of what Pastor Keith was saying, coming into that area of conversation with God when you are listening and he is talking, that doesn't just happen like that. God is God. He is an omnipotent father. You know, we have to understand when you come before him, there's got to be a whole presence, an established environment for the king to come in. Because you can't just go to God. Okay, God, I'm sitting here and I just want you to talk to me. No, that's not happening. We're talking about God. You have to literally give of yourself. You have to literally um, take down everything that is in. Your, like He has said, enter His 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 courts with with praise and thanksgiving. You have to. Supplicate. You have to, you know, lay down, you know, uh, all of uh, all of the burdens and the woes, and, oh, and you
2: yeah.
3: have to forgive this and cleanse yourself, and you have to prepare yourself, and you have to submit yourself to Him. And in that time of 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 coming to Him, and then in that submission, when you really mm-hmm. a secret place, mm-hmm. and you. Are in the presence of God, you literally can't speak.
2: Amen. <laughs> Jesus. Amen. You literally yes.
3: can't ask Him. Amen. Of
2: course, oh, because, oh, because of
3: the presence of God and the glory of God,
2: <laughs> uh,
3: i so thick that I can only bow down. Hallelujah.
5: Hallelujah. God
3: begins to Thank
5: speak. you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
3: give you enlightenment. He begins to show you things about yourself.
2: Amen. Amen. And it,
3: actually, whatever you might have even came into that prayer for, it, it don't even mean nothing at that point. Hallelujah. Whatever you going to pray about, whoever you was going to pray about, now it becomes about you. Hallelujah. <laughs> it becomes about you and him, and then him showing you yourself. So even in that, like it's so many layers that you have to fight your path, even when it comes to the voice of God. Because we've said it before and we say it again, that there are three voices in your head. It's the enemy, yourself, and God. Now, how can you identify which one is which?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And the only way to identify that is to learn the voice of God. To right? actually, yeah. Like you had said, people listen to they really hear. Because if you're paying attention to the voice, you'll know that God doesn't steer you wrong. You'll If you pay attention to the voice, you know when something is just yourself. And then you'll know and you'll pay attention when something is being just a little bit sinister, <laughs> when it's, you know, coming with some contrary. So. Well, oh, oh, that's
0: what I was about to say, guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The enemy will always get in your ear if you don't do a thing to make you feel guilty that you didn't do it. Right. Okay. That the enemy always does that. God doesn't do. God doesn't tear you down. God doesn't make you feel guilty, whatsoever. Because remember, when Christ came, He didn't come to make you feel guilty. He came to set you free. He didn't come to put you in captivity. The enemy tries to keep you in captivity by telling you all the things that you did wrong. Oh, you should have helped that person. So not you should feel guilty because you didn't help that person. Oh, you 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 said you had repented of this thing. But here you are again, praying over it again, asking for God to forgive you of it again, because you don't did it over and over again. So that's the enemy coming and beating at you. You understand? The enemy does that. God doesn't do that to us. So when, when we, that, that's the beginning of knowing who God is and who the enemy is. You have to know how they come to you, right? As, 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 as God's Word said, you, you have to show yourself to be friendly, right, in order to... The game people, right? And if you're not friendly, who wants to be friends with you? Right? I don't want to be friends with you. You're an angry person. You're always yelling. You're always treating people bad. I don't want to be friends. That's the enemy. That's how he comes. He doesn't come to show himself friendly. He comes to interrogate you, to put you down. That's not how God's voice works. Just know that. That's not how God's voice works.
2: Mm-hmm. Amen, amen.
4: And, and you know, and you know, when when I when I first started like reaching back out to God, I literally, literally, I think was saying, okay, I I need to hear this this voice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like I was telling Summer one day, you know, there, there's like a lot of homeless people, and, and you want to help everyone, but there was this one day, and I, I it it's so vivid in my head where you know it's like I was walking, and all of a sudden I just had this, this urge, you know what I mean? It's like uh, I had passed the guy, and, and this this overwhelming urge just came over me. So I went and I got him, you know, some food, and I brought it back. But and that's the thing. It's like so to me, you know, I, I don't necessarily think or, or know that God is that God is talking to me because it 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 was just I can't explain that urge that came over me. I mean, I passed, I mean, working in the city, you passed by so many, you know, homeless people. Mm-hmm. But it was just one particular time, that it, the urge was just... It
2: mm-hmm.
4: me dead in my track,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and, and I had to do something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, again, you know, like we're all talking about this, this voice, the voice of God. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what exactly did in And like I said, I, I in the beginning, was like I, I literally was... Wanting to hear, you know, I talk to God, and I want Him to answer me, and I, and and there's no answer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, it's how do you determine that voice? Is it just, is it mm-hmm. just something like that day where I just had an overwhelming, you know, feeling, and, and or is it, you know, there's times where I talk to God, and there's nothing. I, I get nothing. I, I don't, I don't feel any sense of, of, of um. I don't get any sense of, of anything. It's just dull,
2: and that's yeah. not every
4: day, But I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, so how do you know what when when it's 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 God talking to you when 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 that voice is saying, okay, you're asking for something, and you may not even be asking. You just get this 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 like overwhelming urge. So you know, like, I I, I again. You
2: know,
0: I... I, let, I let, know. Let, let, let me answer it real sorry, quick. Sorry. Okay. I'm still here, well, I'm trying to
4: overcome
0: No, no, no. It, 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 it. I know, but here's the deal. Uh, everyone wants to hear God. Everyone wants to hear that voice, right? Yeah. Right. right. But guess what? God's mm-hmm. not always about a voice. He's a God of action. Mm-hmm. When you ask him for something... Doesn't mean, like my son always tells me, Dad, you, you're not listening to me, and I'm like, I'm listening to you. You asked me for a, a glass of milk, I am getting a glass of milk. Just because I don't answer you does not mean I didn't hear you. does not mean that, that I'm not working on your request. You understand? Mm-hmm. Sometimes God wants you just like he has him you. He wants you to have the faith to know that you asked him for a thing and that he's going to do it. Just because you don't hear from me don't mean that I'm not working on something on the other end. It doesn't mean anything. You go to, your, to, your, to, to a house. You go buy a new house. You didn't see them put it together. You didn't see the electricians working in there. You didn't see the plumbers working in there. You didn't see the carpenters working in there, but you know there's a house there. It was being worked on. You asked for a house. You have a house, but you never seen the workings of that house coming from the ground up. God is working on our request. Just because we don't see it in the process, we always get to the point and we see the, the finished product. God don't want to okay. give. You, he, didn't, he don't want you to go to the store and buy something that you have to put together. He don't want to give you that kind of miracle, a, a, a miracle that requires assembly. That ain't our God. And say, here's, your, here's the finished product. Boom. There you go.
3: Not only like, the that, like I said,
2: the
3: of the spirit that was pushing you to do a thing. That's God. Um, pushing you by the spirit to do something. Also, too, reading your word. God speaks to us in Revelation. So if your word, if you're built up in the word, then the word will begin begin to come back to you. God will literally use that word to speak and minister back to you through it and through the revelation of it. So um, he also comes in that way. God also speaks to us through other people. You know, someone could call you, say something, do something, a kid, like, you know, um, even that revelation this morning, you know, with Orion, I know, I know y'all didn't know, I put it on Facebook, but Orion asked a question and he says, you know, do we eat trees? And I was like, well, we eat fruit from the trees. And he said, oh, well, then, yeah, we do eat trees. You know what I mean? So for that moment, I was sitting there like, uh, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I had to think about it. But then I was like, yeah, we do eat trees, because we're eating something that is part of the tree. And then that scripture where it came to, you know, Isaiah, eat the whole roll. So meaning that you don't just read this word, but you get the revelation of it. You understand? So even in that, that's God's voice. The revelation goes higher than just reading the words but developing that understanding, and that is God ministering to you and talking Mm -hmm. to you in that way. Um, But, you know, in so many different ways does God talk to us. I mean, there's so many different avenues in a song, you know. It just put a song on your heart, you know, and you just start singing it and all of these different Mm -hmm. references. That applies to something in my life. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if you seek him, you will find him. Yes. If you can truly put that in your heart, if I continue to seek you, I'm going to find you because the word said that I will. You will never leave me nor forsake me, and he will be with you forever. So just keep on pressing and, and, and you know, intentionally set the time to seek God.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Can I Praise something? God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. God. It's so, can I add something? Yes, please
7: um, do. Also, you have to, Um, as Sister Summer said, you have to seek God. But also you have to, do God want us, the Holy Spirit, and us to become one. As Father, Son, and Holy Ghost become one. He want a oneness with us where we are no more. And he takes over and we are just mm-hmm. walking in his presence. So when we are walking in the presence of God, people see us as the light. Now we Uh look the light. So whatever we do, we don't have to ask God, is this you, God, or is this not you? We are doing what God, the Father's will, as Jesus said. We are now walking in that presence. So whatever we do and we have that peace, it may seem strange, but we do have that peace that helps us to go through to do what God allows us to do So he can get his glory out of us. So we have to become one with the word. We cannot just read the word and keep saying the scriptures. We have to become one with the word so the word can become one in us. So we can be like the father, son and Holy spirit as John talks about that take up residence in us. Because if we had the father, son and the Holy spirit living in us, now, we became the righteousness of Christ. We are God ourselves walking down here on earth. It seems, strange but you know if you read the scriptures as Paul did Paul did not talk of himself as a second person he said I because he know who lives in him and who is working in him so you have to know who you are and who you belong to with no doubt
6: or fear or wavering that's what he wants us to be that's all I have to say praise God Amen. Amen
2: Amen I yeah. wanted to just. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to say, uh, Nina, would
5: you be able to um, decide for my husband's voice, different from my father or my son's voice, if you should hear any of them audibly?
3: I'm sorry.
4: Are you,
2: are you yeah. talking to me? Yeah. Would you be able to tell if it's Conrad or with my husband?
4: or my dad or my uncle should talk to you, would you be able to tell any of their voices differently? I don't know. Why? I mean, I would be able to tell the difference because it could be this different dialect, it could be a different, you know, just a different sound. Is that what you're, is that what you're talking about? Or is it if they were going to tell me the same thing Umly. What would I able to distinguish one from the other? Well the point I'm making is, is that you don't really know them, so you won't be able to tell what the voices are from Conrad, from my dad or from my uncle. The word the word
5: God my sheep, the voice my voice and they follow. In order for us to really know God's voice, we have to have a relationship with God, else we're not able to tell. Whoever is saying what, when, because in order to know, we, in order to be able to differentiate, we have to know. If a stranger is, the Bible said, a stranger voice, they will not listen to because they know. If, if a stranger is talking and you don't know who God is supposed to sound like, then you're not going to be able to tell God from a stranger or from a campaign. But when you know him, and that's by relationship, okay. and, and reading his word and knowing the, the character of God, then you're able, and that's how you learn, how oh, to disciple. Is that me? Is that the devil? Or is that God? Is the relationship. If Conrad is outside talking, and 100 other men is talking, even though I don't see him, I know his voice. Because I'm intimate with him, and I'm in a
2: Relationship
1: with him, so I know it's vice. everybody's frozen. Though. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, are just amazing. Thank you for up on us. Oh.
3: Sorry, guys, on the line, we, we're having a technical difficulty here, but it's coming back.
7: Well, pretty much, I'm just saying,
5: like, in order not to be really we got to have relationships, and you can even read the Bible, still that, no okay. God. Sure. I still don't know God you can be a, a receiver of the miracles being healed by God you can see miracles even the devil know that God is God I you know what I mean so it has to be that really patient that's gonna make the difference for your partner that even when they're not talking you still know, like you know and that's from being or your son or whoever you said. You don't have to say a word. I know you. And that is different. That comes in a relationship. And I think that's what, if I could give you any advice in how to know God's voice and differentiate, is to seek a relationship with Him. Amen. A deeper one, my mom says. Because sometimes we start up too, you and we just do the ritual like, Hi, God, or are you a little prior here? But... Some said, really seeking, really seeking
6: to know him, you know, and, and, and becoming that one with him. Another example is just look at the friends that are in your life right now. You know, you have some friends that you identify as just an associate versus a friend that's a true friend versus a friend that, that oh, that's my best friend, you know, and there's – Right there in your mind that, you know what, if I call my best friend, I know she's going to be down for me. I know that if I tell her, hey, I'm over here in New York and she's down in Florida, I need her to be here tomorrow. I know my best friend's going to be here tomorrow. I don't even have to think about it. Um, a friend of mine that just passed out to ago told me, he's like, why is it that you will believe what a newspaper will tell you about the weather tomorrow, but you mm-hmm. can't believe that God is gonna come when He say He gonna come. Why do you hmm. gotta prove, or you gotta see some physical identifier in front of you that God's God, and He gonna do what He said that He do? Why do you have to see something physical about it? Because sometimes it's not even about the physical. Sometimes it's about the spiritual, you know, and sometimes it's about a fifth feeling versus seeing something like maybe a book in my hand. Or you know, or seeing the drop of rain come out of the sky to believe that it's gonna to rain tomorrow or even today.
2: Amen. Uh, all
5: right. Lord. I think um, you know, um, I think somebody else said it's all my love, real, but the deeper relationship with God as well because I believe about the tenth chapter, um, Saul was science, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
5: If I remember about the tension, you know, it was crossing line and the Holy Ghost came up. And, you know, so sometimes we hide behind our gifting because we are gifted and <laughs> these different gifts and talents, you know. Um, we hide behind them. But it's not that we we, we we don't have that deepness within us. We are just out on the shallow. So the, the, the least things come, so we don't really know God. And this is. And overall stuff, not just one person. You know, we don't really have that depth within God. Because as we look at, at the chapter that was read, um, um, Saul says, seven days have come. That means is judging from what, 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 um, what,
0: what's his name?
5: Samuel. He just said, Samuel told him. But he didn't really have a relationship with God. You never if he knew God, then he would have said, you know, go back to God and say, God, what is happening here? But instead again, and this was not the first, mis- the first or the last mistake he made. he going to make the same mistake again with the Amalekites. Mm-hmm. When God told him to wipe the out, he said, the pe- he was afraid of the people. And this is the same thing he has done here. Yeah. He always put something else before God, because yeah. if God is that important to him, God would be first. Amen. Just like the man who God said He's seeking a man of his own heart, which is David. Because even though David had sinned so many times, he had the heart of, of God. You know, he... ...with God. And that's why God chose him above others. Because it's not just... As a king, he overstepped that boundary and, 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 and know God in that sense that, you know, you can say, God, what is happening here? Should I go or should I not go? Should I pursue them or should I stay? What should I do? So sometimes, you know, we look at people with gifts in the church and, we, you know, sometimes we so want to be like some people, or our people in general, because they are so gifted and they are so big? But what we need to look at is that relationship and and how that person relates to God as well, because even the Bible us not everybody that said Lord, Lord shall enter. Because sometimes we just hide the Because you, we do this so well, or we so, and I don't know um, we saw, so, you know, we think that people are rooted and grounded. But it's all about the relationship with God. It's not about nothing else. Mm-hmm. so as I look into it, that's what I see. And you know, you see when, you're That lived in card. You hear the word that you get so similar with the word that you just going through one is and coming through the next. Because Samuel has started the word and what, what is right from what's not right. But so he went aside again and do that.
2: Amen. All
0: right. Sounds like he got it all together. Anyone on the line wanted to say something?
1: Uh, I just want to say thank you for everybody that shared. I'm actively listening, and it's very positive. With the things that I've been through today at work and just being able to just decompress. I was normally hands-on with my child at work. And I don't know if any of you know, I'm just an ABA therapist, and I'm never supposed to be hands-on. And now it's just time to sit back. And, you know, my, uh, my superior came in today. She's just like, you know, it's just time to decompress, you know, just... It's a, it's a way to make you know easy money, and I'm just like I feel like I'm 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 a, I'm on the outside, and you know, and it's not it's not even about being on the outside. It's more about being observant now and tallying your notes and just seeing if what you implemented, what you put into work, has now been transferred, and if it can be transferred continually with just me being hands off and just being able to listen to God and just say, you know, like what what do you want me to do now? And right before he was. To take a nap, my um my superior had came in and she's called a BST. She came in and I wasn't even expecting her. She I didn't even know she was going to be there. She just walks in and then she sits down. She's like, "That's not your job," and I'm just like, "Wow, you just made it so easy for me to just not have to do this anymore because I'm not supposed to." So it, it just I just want to say thank you to, to Jesus because it's just He's He's magnificent and all ways and just to be able to sit back and just read my Bible every night before I close my eyes just from the words that Keith, Pastor Keith said before, you know, if you're just laying there, just read and um moving into my new place and things like that. It's just a blessing to not have feeding, to not have any distractions and just to be with one with yourself and with God is just it's just amazing. And to finally be able to call in and just be able to and listen. I just want to say thank you, and I just appreciate everyone sharing.
2: Amen. Oh, thank, thank the Lord. Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord.
1: That's is- <laughs> uh,
3: Sister Ashley. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. So, great Bible study. Great intro from everyone. Thanks, everyone, for sharing. Uh, that was very good. Uh, thank you, Sister Lena, for uh, for your uh, testimony there about your brother. We appreciate that. Um, we, we we still will be praying for him as well uh, to continue in in the Lord and to, to continue to stay strong. Okay. So um, right now we're going to go ahead and and close out Bible study. Just remember uh, next week, chapter fourteen, okay, of First Samuel, and. Um, where are we? Um, Sister Nadine, you there? No. She's, she's gone? She's go gone.
2: Okay. All
0: right. Mother, you sitting there? I was there. Mother Faith? Yes, she has gone. Yes, Pastor. Could you pray us out, please?
5: Eternal God and our Father, we come to you tonight again and mighty God. And we just want to thank you again, God, for tonight's Bible study, Father. We thank you for that which we have learned tonight again, Heavenly Father. We pray, God, we uh, continue to put your word into practice, not only the hearers of your word, God, but that will be doers also. Lord, mm. I just thank you for tonight again for your grace, your mercy. I thank you for each and every person, Lord, that has joined tonight. Lord, we just give ourselves. Hold it to you, God. We pray God for that, that relationship with you, God. That Lord we we will not only just you know serve the, I mean, it's, it's the outer edge, Father that but we'll find that inner um deepness within you, God, when we are intertwined into you, Heavenly Father, and we become one with you and, and the Trinity, Father God. God, we just thank you again, Lord, as you take us into this different um, levels and dimensions, Father God, and as you pour out yourself into us. Lord, there is nothing that is too hard for us, Father, that We walk in you and stand in you will God. Oh, God Almighty, we just give tonight by study, Lord, and um, search the Word for ourselves, God, and, you know, allow the Word to um, go deep within to our soul and body and mind and Almighty God. Remember each and every one tonight, Lord, and this um, line, oh God, um, even Sister Nina and her brother, Father God, we continue to pray for her and pray for her brother. Lord, that God, you will remember him. We know that you do not forget him. And Lord, we pray. We know God, for what reason, God, there are so many different people who you know, have any, you know, abundance. We do not know God. But one thing we know, that you're a good God. And Lord, you will never lead us to Anything greater part than you have trapped So, Father that tonight we come in it. his oh, It's not just him, Lord, but all those God in the different inner cities, Oh God, we put them under the blood. Lord, as the time gets colder, we pray that God, you will remember them and you'll send with your Holy Spirit, God, to warm them, to cuddle them, to give them that peace and that
4: assurance.
5: Oh God, Almighty, I pray for their mind and spirit. I pray, God, that, Lord, every suffering so- the tuting spirit, God, everything that draws them away from you, God, Reveal to you tonight in the name of Jesus. And we plead our blood over them. We pray, God, for inner healing. That God, you touch them from their body, their mind, their spirit, and you will draw them to you. Lord, just say if your spirit does not draw them, they cannot come. So we pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit, God Almighty, will draw them into you. Father, oh God Almighty, we thank you for our many lives that are changing right now, God. Because Lord, we know God um, when we look into this spirit, God, we know that there are many intelligent people that are being out here. You know, doctors, nurses, preachers,
2: evangelists, different people, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for society, Father God, and the enemy
5: have robbed them. But Father mm-hmm. God, we to God in their mind and in their spirit and we set them free. Oh, glory to God. We come against every plan of the enemy to destroy them, and we lose them tonight, God, and we set them free. Father, God, have your way tonight. Have your way with every person tonight as we approach the Thanksgiving, Lord. The holiday, Father, that I pray for each family, each home, that, God, you will bless your people. You will provide for those who do not have, Father, God. Lord, will help people to come together, Lord, and to... Uh, um, reach out God to somebody who may not have family nearby God and to you know, um, welcome other people to come and participate God, in what you have provided so that everybody can have something to eat Father God. God I bless over the children tonight. Bless over each home tonight. Remember what passed on in family, Lord. You know, we pray for them that God, you keep your hands on them and you continue to lead them and you continue to guide them. You continue to cover them under the blood. God, mm-hmm. the them your righteous right hand, and keep them steadfast, that and move them in you. Lord, remember every family tonight, my family. Oh, God, the family is on the line, Lord. I pray for them. Lord, I pray for America tonight, Lord. We pray for the president of this mm-hmm. country, Lord. We lift him up before you. We lift up the White House before you. Oh, God, every government is this small Oh, God, we put them before you. We pray for the cabinet, Father, God. Lord Jesus, we pray for the different ministers, the authority you have given them. Lord God Almighty, we pray that every decision we have learned tonight about a man who would have consult you for God God, whenever they are making decisions. And God, we see the downfall of this man. His kingdom has been rented out of his hand because they do not learn to seek
2: you. Glory but to
5: that God. God, we pray Glory for those who have placed in high authority tonight. That God will see you as God. I begin to look to you and glorify you as God. God, I pray for the president, that God, you will remember him, and you will remember his family, and every minister, that God, you have ordained to serve with him. God, tonight I pray for a heart within them. You will give them a heart, God. Lord, we pray your honor and your steps in your word. Oh, God Almighty, we plead the blood of Jesus. We come against the blood of the enemy. Oh, God Almighty, everything the enemy has set up, God, for God. You will turn it around into good. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. Bless no this country, America. Bless this land, God. Make it a blessing, oh God Almighty. As you raise for people in this country, God. And you raise up this fish and Father God. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the many blessings you have in store. Continue to cover us under the blood now. And bless us, Father God, and keep us. Keep us from all arms, Keep the children, God, from all hands and from all ages and cover them under the blood of Jesus. And Lord, we just want to thank you tonight again. Oh God, heal the sick among us tonight. Raise the dead, Lord, and deliver us to those who are so keen, Lord. We are to, our God. to your spirit and encourage them, Lord. We come against every sicknesses and diseases, anxiety and fear, mental disorder, Father, God. we rebuke those sickness tonight, oh God, in the name of Jesus, and we give healing for our mind and body.
0: I know what spirit in Jesus Christ, name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mother. I appreciate that. Amen. appreciate that. Well, most of you guys I won't be seeing until Sunday or next week. So have a blessed holiday, a safe holiday. All right. For those I will be seeing, I'll see you guys in a few days. Um, I know we got some stops to make along the way throughout um, Thursday. So everyone, take care of yourselves. Be
2: safe
0: out there. It's awesome. Yes. All right. God bless you guys. Love you.
6: God
5: bless you. Happy Thanksgiving,
0: everyone. All right. Bye. Well, yes, mother. Um, you
1: preaching Sunday? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Okay, uh. father. All right, guys. Have a blessed evening.
5: Bye. All right, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not right. I see you, nice
2: to see you, Silver. <laughs> see you. Why can't I turn this off? Oh,